Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff, as always. Um, before we get into our preview of UFC Fight Night, Imavov versus Strickland, we have to talk about a bunch of fights that were made that Saturday. Um, a couple of the fights we're going to mention were not made that Saturday. They were made um, in between us recording the review episode and this episode, but we wanted to mention them. And then the rest we're going to mention, you know, just the news that's been going on in the UFC because a lot happened on Saturday and just in last week in general after we recorded our episode. So getting into it, um, the first fight that we wanted to mention that was made was Alex Casares versus Nate Landewehr. Uh Casares, as we know, is the one that knocked out Julian Arosa with that insane uh, like punch fake into a kick, which I haven't really seen before. And then Nate Landewehr is the one that had my fight of the year um, candidate with David Onama. So this is going to be a really fun fight. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to watching this fight. I can't wait. That was made um, not on Saturday, a little bit before Saturday. And then they had they made um, Stephen Ocho Peterson, uppercut alumni. He came on and gave one of the better interviews we've had with a fighter versus Lucas Alexander. So our boy Ocho is getting a nice, pretty big test in his next fight. Um, obviously, we're going to be pulling for him. So we just wanted to highlight that he does, in fact, have a fight coming up, and we're really excited to watch that. And then finally, the big stuff. So UFC on Saturday was a crazy day, obviously, with the fight night coming back for the first time this year. But essentially, one thing happened, and then kind of everything fell into place from it. So Francis Ngannou turns down the offer from the UFC. Apparently, he was going to be made the highest uh paid heavyweight in the UFC and the second highest paid UFC fighter behind Conor McGregor of all time. He turns down that contract. He will be a free agent. Um, in doing so, he has to put up his title, his heavyweight title for an interim title match. And from this... No, nah, it won't even be interim because he's going... Yeah, you're right. It won't even be interim. He just is going to put up his title um, for grabs. And because of that, we get one of the top five biggest fights to ever be made. Right, boys? I think Cyril Gaon versus John Jones. Um, we'll see when it's done. Yeah, to be made though. Like, what do you think? One of the top five biggest pay per views so far. I think. Uh, I I don't know because both of these guys don't really sell well. John Jones. Yeah, yeah, he never really does. Even though he's one of the greatest, he doesn't really seem to sell well. So. All right. It'll be. It's a ginormous fight, no doubt. Especially like in the whole grand scheme of things, but. Yeah, Cyril, he, especially him, he does no promotion at all, ever. He, I mean, like, you got to think, Francis and Cyril Gaon was, like, the biggest heavyweight fight of all time with the most behind it. Yeah. And, I mean, that still had a co-main with another title fight, so. Yeah, well... Nonetheless, Cyril Gaon versus John Jones has been confirmed um, for UFC 285 as the main event. That'll be Saturday, March 4th. Obviously, we're really excited about that one. Um, after that, Usman versus Edwards 3 got made for UFC 286. And then finally, Gaethje versus Fiziev got made for UFC 286 as well. Um, in the O2, too. O2 Arena. So Leon be- fighting in England, defending then- the belt. That's going to be sweet. It'd be nice. And then also Muhammad Makayev got a fight against some new guy um, who's who in his UFC debut. So that was a little weird. Um, I kind of wanted him to see a step up in competition. I know this new guy that he's facing is supposedly really, really good, but I think yeah. 
I would have liked to see him have I it. saw that. I was like, what yeah, the fuck? Kind of <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll start with uh, Cyril versus John Jones. Um, do you guys have any early picks for this one? Yeah, give me the goat. Give me John. Yeah. He's a fucking John Jones plus money. I can't say no. Yep, I'm. I'm I mean, if Francis out wrestled Cyril, I can't imagine a fucking John Jones can't out wrestle him as well. Yeah, I'm gonna take John Jones as well, uh, Mike. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Cyril gone. All right, okay. I I understand the pick. Uh, we don't yeah. know what we're getting from John Jones, so he's just got a lot of different things to throw at John. He's pretty quick on his feet. He's fucking pretty good all around. I just I, I don't know. I think this is his time. I like Cyril. Like Cyril yeah. in this matchup, I don't. I'm not even sure what we're gonna see out of John Jones coming in the heavyweight. So we'll see when we get there. I'm not feeling confident in that pick, but it's just yeah. an early prediction. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then next one we want to make it uh Usman versus Edwards. Now, it's worth noting Usman. This fight was put off because Usman broke his hand. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, he was posted with a hand brace on. So I don't know if he's rushing into this fight. Um, so I think you do have to call into question his health. Um, I'm actually going to take, Le- uh, Leon Edwards here. Uh, Mike. Mm, I'm not going to make any pick yet. It, it'll be yeah, a game time decision for me. Right. I need to see what Usman looks like at fucking weigh-ins. Yeah. I made sure. Tr- I, made- I agree with you. I don't know if he's rushing in. I don't know if he's still kind of hurt or not. I'll need to read more reports and wait till weigh in and make yeah. a pick. This is an early pick. My, they're subject to change. Just. From yeah, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I don't think he's rushing into anything. I mean, how long ago was that fight? That that injury's got to be healed by now. Yeah, but um, I mean, we saw Volk suffer the same exact injury, and then go and fucking make weight for the a uh, fucking title fight in the weight above. So yeah, I, I just I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying it. I know I know Usman had to have surgery, which kind of puts it back a little bit. Um uh and then I know he was pictured wearing a cast on his hand like not too long ago. So that's the only thing that throws me off a little bit. But yeah, yeah I, I just it wasn't play. even like a full cast. It was kind of like a brace. I, I yeah, I believe he'll be fine and I think he beats Leon. I think okay. Leon really missed his chance to try and I mean I guess if they offered Usman first and it makes sense that this is going through, but God, I wish Leon would have got the Jorge fight when he held the title. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, Finally, Gaethje versus Fiziev gets made for UFC 286. This is going to be a fucking banger. Um, I think I'm going with Fiziev here. We'll start with you, Jeff. Early prediction. Uh, just going... Uh, I got to take Justin. Yeah, Justin... I, don't know. I mean... Fazeev, he looks really fucking good, but and he's been looking absolute fucking dominant, but I don't know. Something doesn't sit right with me with the fact that Bobby Green fucking got robbed against him. That would never sit right with me. You know what? That's true. Very true. Mike, any early picks on this one? Uh, I don't know who I'm going to pick, but I know one thing. This fucking fight saved this fucking card, because outside yeah. of Usman and Leon, this shit was not looking great for the O2. Nope. Like, they he had, had Vittori, Delize. I don't really know what, like, 
I like Vittori and Delizze, but I don't really know what they do in terms of like selling paper. Like, I don't really think they do a lot, probably, for selling no. tickets or pay per views. Maybe more in Europe with Vittori being European, but I don't know. Yeah, Delizze is pretty big over there too, but I just don't. I don't know what that translates to actually selling tickets to an event. I can't imagine very much. But yeah. and all before those this, off the like they they all fought at a weird time where they couldn't get on the card. Yeah, and then before this, it was going to be Nathaniel Wood was going to be the third fight. So I don't think this this card was going to sell about shit as it would have stood before this fight. So I mean, thank God they. Put and this also, on. we have Justin tomorrow. I mean, we might see Rose so fucking Trevor Whitman. Yeah, true. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Honestly, <laughs> no, nah, I'll definitely. I I mean, she's got to. Got to. Yeah, she's got to come out and show something better. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a tough year for her. She got choked out by Jillian Robertson in 90 seconds at the grappling tournament, and then she put up that one of the worst fucking fights I've ever seen with Carlos Barza. So, been a, it was a tough 22 for her. Um, all right, let's get into our preview of UFC Fight Night: Strickland versus Imavov. Very solid card, in my opinion. Um, for our picks, Jeff won. Yeah, Jeff won the day. He went five and two. He um. The Hammy Sosa lock of the night was voided. We'll get into that later. Um, he had Kishweda, uh, Havid Basharat, Mateusz Rubeki, Umar Nurmagomedov. He missed on Ketlin Vieira. He hit on Kapilov, missed on Damon Jackson, and then hit on Strickland. Mike went four and three. Easy hit on the Mikey Nyquil fight of the night. Uh, Claudio oh, Rodriguez, yeah. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. We're going to get into that fight later because that had some uh, hijinks in the fight and in the post fight as well. Um Mikey Mikey missed on Eubanks, hit on Havid Basharat, hit on Mateusz Rebecki, hit on Umar Nurmagomedov, missed on Ketlin Vieira, hit on Roman Kopilov, uh, missed on Damon Jackson, and missed on Nazardine Imavov. Um, so that means Mikey went four and three. I lost. I came, I came in three and four. My prelim pick of the night was Havid Basharat versus Mateusz Mendonca. Um, I picked Priscilla, Priscilla Cashueta. Um I hit on Havid Basharat, hit on Mateusz Rebecki, hit on Umar Nurmagomedov, missed on Ketlin Vieira, missed on Pulina Heli Soriano, missed on Damon Jackson, and missed on Nazardine Imavov. Uh, real quick, I said Mikey missed on Eubanks. He did not miss on Eubanks. That fight got voided. So um, officially, that moves Mikey to 17 and 17 all time for his picks and two and one on the NyQuil fight of the night picks. Uh, Jeff has moved to 19 and 14 and is in the lead all time. 2-0 on Hammy Sosa lock of the night picks. Uh, obviously, his lock got voided. And then I got moved to 19-15 and 15 all time. Um, all right. So let's get into the review here. The first thing we want to talk about is we hit the nail on the head um, before the fights even started because we had mentioned that Sahara Eubanks has a really tough time making weight, especially recently. And uh, sh- this fight ended up being canceled because, you guessed it, Sahara Eubanks had to pull out due to weight-cutting issues. So... The Hammy Sosa lock of the night was voided. However, we did call this kind of happening. Um, so that was, you know, I'll give us a win for that. We're not going to write it down as a win, but I think that was a win. Um, the next fight, Charles Johnson versus Jimmy Flick. That was, that became uh, the leadoff uh, fight. It was, you know, there's some solid exchanges. Charles Johnson eventually is able to get on top of Jimmy Flick. He's able to ground and pound him with some elbows to get the first TKO win. Sorry, first round TKO win. Um, some people had problems with the quick stoppage. I thought it was fine. Um, but either way, quick and fun opening fight. Mikey, 
Uh, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it just goes to show again. I've said it in other episodes, dude. These fucking fighters who take like temporary uh, layoffs, like whatever they want to label it as, a fucking retirement or a break, whatever the hell they want to label it as, and try to come back into someone who's streaking and who's red hot, it fucking never goes well. Ever. Nope. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, Next fight, Dan Argeta versus Nick Aguirre. Uh, this one was a pretty boring fight, I'll be honest with you. Uh, a lot of grappling, a lot of grappling exchanges. Dan Argeta gets the better of the grappling exchanges. He was pretty dominant on the ground. Um, and he was able to just out-grapple and out-point Nick Aguirre. And he gets the easy easy decision win here. Nothing too interesting, honestly. Uh, we don't really need to go into depth on this fight. Next fight, Alan Nascimento versus Carlos Hernandez. One of the more impressive bouts on this, or performances rather, on this card. Um, the fight started out a little touchy feely, but then Nascimento was able to take Hernandez's back. Um, after a bunch of, you know, hand fighting to avoid the choke, Hernandez gets stands up, which was the fatal mistake. And Nascimento is able to basically get a standing back choke submission, um, for the win. This was really impressive performance out of Nascimento. Um, Mikey, how did you feel about that one? Uh, it was pretty reminiscent of the guy he had in this corner, so it wasn't yeah. too surprising to me. You had the sub leader in your corner, and he did it almost in the same fashion you would see Charles do it too. Really yeah. smooth, looked effortless. As soon as he locked in, he basically tapped. I mean, it was good performance. Was it the Gaethje Charles? Was it the Gaethje Charles fight or the Dustin Poirier Charles fight where they where he snuck that one in? Gaethje. Yeah, it was basically the exact same thing as that. He put him on his back and then fucking slithered so behind him. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, pretty impressive win. Uh, ju I, yeah, just like Mikey said, it was very remnant of Charles Oliveira. Next fight, Mateusz Rebecki versus the New Hampshire, uh, Nick Fiore. Shout out Nick Fiore. He was able to fucking stand in there and take some absolute bombs from Mateusz, who was obviously trying to get the first round finish. He does not get it. He brings him to the distance. Mateusz wins e easily via unanimous decision, but shout out to Nick Fiore. I thought he was going to be fucking absolutely killed in the first round. So um, I was impressed that he was able to handle it. This was a pretty fun fight to watch. A lot of good striking. Mateusz was pouring it on. Uh, Nick Fiore clearly trying to get that finish. So, yeah. Um, Mike, how did you feel about this one? Uh, I was pretty fucking shocked the uh the amount of fight that your boy put up. I know, impressive. I, yeah, I gotta say I was shocked. I mean, he definitely didn't win any round by any means, no. but I was pretty I was pretty shocked he didn't fucking roll him over. I took um Mateusz Rebecki to finish in round one or two, didn't hit that at all. Yeah, but Rebecki still looked really good. I mean, he's a likable guy. Absolutely dominated him no matter what. What really stood out to me is that he dominated him on the feet too. Yeah. I didn't expect that one bit. No, he was, a good win for Becky. Yeah, good win for him. He's piecing up Fury. Uh, good for him for powering through because he he fought. We went through his record last time. I think his his opponents, his six opponents, had like a combined two hundred sixty something losses. So uh, obviously he wasn't fighting the top talent, but he was able to go in there against yeah and rebecca's just got to be a bitch to fucking plan for it too because oh. he can strike and like i was saying before this episode the timing of his takedowns have got to be so fucking hard to anticipate he times them so perfectly yeah. like it's like while you're still swinging over his head he's shooting one right at you and it's game over 
yeah so good good for nick fury uh jeff did you catch this one uh i caught like the end of this one oh so it was rebecca just kind of dominating piecing him up all right yeah um, he was throwing some fucking bombs i can say that though yes when you was. get someone who like grapples really good and then also has absolute power because like that's really a problem we see is some of these fighters they can wrestle but they really do not have any power on their strikes and that really that that fucked our boy it did Dude, that fucked our boy later in this in this it did but, yeah yeah it was a good fight um next fight claudio riberio versus abdul razak al hassan first fight was basically just a clinch re- uh fest you know they were kind of exchanging but mostly it was just a lot of clinch work however round two they open up a little bit uh claudio goes out there with a solid punch but then abdul is able to get this massive ko win against the cage which was really awesome very impressive however the thing that stuck out about this fight actually happened in the post-fight interview where abdul calls out joaquin buckley and it basically just goes on this like five minute cussing out rant against joaquin buckley who apparently he really fucking hates so Hopefully that fight gets made. Um, Jeff. Well, was, it already happened. That's it already, what he was mad about. Yeah. Hopefully the new, the next, because he calls him out again to fight him again. Basically, he's pissed off that I guess Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin, tried to yeah, made his fucking fight a fucking snooze first. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Hopefully this fight gets made again because Abdul was saying some fucking craziness. Um. Yeah, Jeff. We'll start with you. How did you feel about this fight? Yeah, this was fucking. It lived up to the good old Nyquil picking a picking yeah. a night. I mean, what else can you say? It was two big old motherfuckers just swinging. Yeah. Not much more, not much less. There was nope. a little bit of clinching in there, but other than that, it was fucking swanging and banging. For sure, uh, Mike. Dude, I just the fucking the post fight interview just overshadowed the whole fight to me. <laughs> it was fucking gold. Yeah. Bitch ass Buckley. If anyone sees him, I said he's a bitch. He's a fucking pussy. <laughs> then, so then we really sent him over the edge. Someone brought up Chris Curtis and Buckley fighting. He just fucking went ape shit. Yeah. He said, "You're you're a bitch, Buckley. If I see you in the street, I'll show you the African way. I will slap the fuck out of you." <laughs> that, just, that overshadowed the whole fight to me. Like it, it was really just did. fucking was ridiculous. So fucking he like couldn't and, pull it together. He's like, God. Fuck! He just like at one point he was just like <laughs> saying craziness. It was so funny, and it was awesome. Like me was fucking so... cod. Yeah, for real. It was <laughs> awesome because he was like so nice in between it too. Yeah. So yeah, great, great post fight interview. Um, next next fight, Havid Basharat versus Mateus Mendonca. Boys, Havid Basharat, I think officially is a contender. What do you guys think? We'll start with you, Mike. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not even a question after this. Where's his like? What's his area? What's his biggest area of weakness? I can't really find one. It's, he's like solid at everything. He's good everywhere. Yeah, he's fucking good everywhere. Yeah, uh, Jeff, how do you feel about Havid? Yeah, I mean the one I guess area you can say is he doesn't really get finishes like that. Yeah, but God, he was where close. He killed a guy. He like the, yeah, it, the Indian dude that he fucking was was knocked out fucking cold for like five minutes on the ground he has that but, one 
Yeah, he's literally gotten like the hardest unranked opponents possible too. I know it. It's ridiculous. I think it's definitely time for him to fight a ranked opponent. That's what he said in his post fight as well. Um, I want to see up the. I want to see him get a step up in competition. Although, like you said, he's been fighting the. Yeah, it was Chris party. Gutierrez. He was calling out right. Yeah, yeah. Chris Gutierrez. I think that's the only bantamweight. They're bantamweight, right? I'm pretty sure that's the only bantamweight that's um not doesn't have a fight right now so yeah i would love to see that i want to see him fucking get one um next fight umar Nurmagomedov versus Heine barcelos first round started off very touch and feel striking chess match but then to end round one umar throws this body knee followed by a left hook square on the chin which puts Heine barcelos out fucking cold um yeah that was a monster ko jeff we'll start with you what a performance from umar yeah, fucking, we must stay strong, my brothers. Dude, yeah. fucking Dr. Umar Namrega Madoff is a fucking tank, dude. He's so scary. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was he was, at, in his post-fight interview, he also said he felt bad for the follow-up shot. I thought he didn't even do really a follow-up shot. It was like. Yeah, he, he looked like he tried fucking giving him a nice fucking, like, resting his head down. It was yeah, kind of sweet. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. It looked like he, like, helped his head down to the mat nicely. It was, I don't know, but n- nice guy. <laughs> Made me like him more. Um, but, yeah, Mike, we'll go to you. How, how did you feel about that fight? This guy just keeps checking off all the fucking boxes, dude. God damn. I mean, everyone knew he was a kickboxer, but I think one of the big things was, like, he can wrestle, he can kickbox, but can he finish, like, without getting a sub? Because his yeah. last finish before this that wasn't a sub was 2017, and it was a TKO. It wasn't really, like, a knockout. Yeah. I mean, holy fucking shit. Yeah. He flatlined fucking Barcelos with a knee. And, like, could you have done it in, like, a better fashion to no. prove to everyone that you can do it? And, yeah, he's another guy. Super likable. Such a nice guy. He's good at interviews. I mean, he's related. He's Habib's cousin. He's not going to miss a beat. No, he'll be, I think he'll be ranked after this. Uh, that was, that was quite the fight. Um, next fight, Ketlin Vieira versus Raquel Pennington. Really strong fight from both ladies. I was really impressed with the performance from Raquel Pennington. Uh, she got the nod, I believe via split decision. We, I called this fight wrong. I, I definitely should have picked her. Um, she completely, honestly, like outclassed Ketlin Vieira a little bit, even though it was a great fight. I know some people could say that it went to Ketlin. I think it was the right decision. Um, I thought Raquel Pennington put up a great performance. Mike, we'll start with you. How did you feel about her performance? Yeah, I uh, Ketlin just sold the third round to me bad. Yeah. yeah. The third round was just – I didn't fucking get that game plan one bit. Round one, she looks great. Throwing the left hooks, landing a lot, splits fucking Pennington open early, like 30 seconds in. Pennington comes out, different game plan, clearly wins round two, not even close. So I had it like 19-19 going into round three. And then I don't know what the flying fuck Ketlin's corner or her game plan was, but it was – I was just like, what is she doing? She's like – she's fighting for control time but not winning on the feet. So I don't, I was not understanding yeah. that one bit. It was almost like her corner and maybe she had thought she already won the fight. Yeah, I think she won round – I think she thought she won round one and two. But I never understood that corner advice because you don't know, especially with the judging nowadays. Like, you can never rely on – Never team. know. So, I don't know. Especially when, like, her whole big thing was, like, the control time against the cage and shit. But Raquel was just getting 
getting strikes in the whole time they were playing. Yeah. Like dirty boxing her to hell. Yeah, she was cooking her on the significant strikes when it fucking came to fucking clinch. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how you leave it up to the judges. I I I mean, like just leave that third round, like just leave it. I I don't understand how what she was thinking. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I, she lost herself that fight for sure. Um, going into that third round, like you've been out, like okay, except for round two, but you look back on round one, distance striking where you can just point her out was like what she was doing well the whole fight. I don't understand. Like, you had the blueprint to win. I I don't know what the fuck happened that last round. Yeah, that was that was a mess. Um, next fight: Punaheli Soriano versus Roman Koplov. Boys, I'm officially off the Punaheli Soriano train. Roman Kopilov fucking ate his dinner, dude. That was, whew, what a performance from Roman. First off, we all called this fight exactly how it happened, except for me. Well, in theory, we were all right. Punaheli had the first round, but and Roman Kopilov took off the second round. All of our, I mean, sorry, took off the first round. He took some big punches, downloaded all the information, and then just fucking picked apart um, Soriano, hit him with some body shots to open up the 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 head and then just got it went in there and got the TKO. Um so our analysis was right. You guys made the right pick. I I thought Punaheli would be strong enough to put him out in the first round. Boy was I wrong. Um Kopilov those fucking exchanges that he was throwing were absolutely ridiculous. The way that he was hitting the body with the with the leg kicks um or with the kicks rather not with the body kicks and went then was just going you know, get letting that open up the head and just piecing up Punahele. Um, the way that Kopilov's gas tank just looked like it was unfazed. Obviously, it was only the second round, but Punahele was gas after the first round. Um, yeah, this was a very, very good performance from Roman Kopilov. Um, I've, I, I, I don't know what it make of Soriano because I thought he was going to have a little bit of a career revitalization after coming off the injury and getting that knockout win in his last fight, but. He kind of looked like old Punaheli in this one, so not super high on him anymore. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you on this one. How did you feel about that fight? Yeah, Kovalov is one of the scariest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. That's don't yeah. about one takeaway I can get from that. I we mean, that fucker you. looks looks like he was either fucking scam you out of FTX if he wasn't fucking yeah. doing UFC or fucking murdering people, but. Holy fuck. Yeah. Dude, he is an animal. He really is. Um, Mike, what did you take away from this fight? I mean, dude, this was just class act. It's one of them ones, you know, you kind of see it in, in the main event of this card, too. Like, there's just levels to this shit, dude. Yeah. There's classes where you're at and you're not. And Punahele was just not there. And Kopilov, holy fucking shit, dude. I've ne- The only time I've ever seen a kick like that land so perfectly, a spinning back kick, is literally a oh. Joe Rogan video. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the only <laughs> one I've ever seen and land that clean. Mass or like ba- bags that are standing still. He's hitting this against someone moving and trying to avoid dude, it. Those videos are fucking scary as well. <laughs> dude, and then to Ooh. like, and then to walk him down. And you can see Punaheli is kind of putting his hands up a little, like he's waiting for a blow. And then he just delivers another liver kick. Oh yeah. my god! Punaheli's like... fucking face wincing. Oh my god! Yeah. You could just feel every inch of pain. 
Dude, yeah. and that's like, I mean, you're beating up a fu- you're beating up a, a Samoan. Like, you're beating up a Polynesian yeah, person. You're basically that. beating up a fucking statue. Like, let's yeah. be real. It's not like beating up a normal person. No, and yeah. Then, like, who's like Polynesian or Samoan or from Hawaii in general. It's when you beat them up, it's different levels of. It's like beating up a Russian. Doesn't happen. Yeah. They got brick and, and uh, hands. I don't know. I don't. I think Punahele just looked lost. He had no avenue of victory besides landing a huge shot, and I just didn't see that happening. I even yeah. checked earlier this morning because I was curious about it. They even every judge even had Kabilov winning the first round. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even know what Soriano's avenue of victory could have been here. He just looked outclassed to me. And Kabilov took off the first round. You could argue, like he didn't. Yeah, he, it wasn't. He was just like landing a few huge strikes. Yeah, it was like counter. He was counter striking with massive strikes, but they were like, they were clearly counter strikes, and he clearly was literally like you just saw it. Like he downloaded all this information, waited for round two, and then fully just picked apart Soriano. Um, this was one of the most. The next three are the three most impressive um, fights on this card or performances on this card. The next three fights. So, yeah, this one was really really impressive. The next one, ooh, I was so excited for our boy Damon. He got out there and threw one punch, and I was like, "Yep, he's gonna get fucking knocked out." I and I was watching this with my girlfriend's dad, and basically, I w- I was shocked he made it out of round one. I thought he was gonna get knocked out. Start of round two, I was like, "He's getting knocked out this round." Unfortunately, um, you could just tell they were on two different levels. I I don't know if it was the speed or the power that was different, maybe both. But Damon Jackson just did not have it. Unfortunately, um, he suffers a vicious walk off KO. That sucked to watch. Um, shout out to Danny Ige. Good win for him. I'm not sure why Damon Jackson did not take it to the ground. Um, do you know why that is, Jeff? I mean, Dan kind of just looked like he was just putting it on him a little too much. Damon, yeah. I mean, and Damon did shoot a little bit, but Dan was shutting it down. And, dude, it, it looked bad. Dan was pretty much just stalking him all around the fucking cage. And, he kept circling in, circling in, and I was just waiting for that fucking hooker uppercut, hooker yeah. uppercut, dude. Yeah, it was tough. Um, Mike, what did you take away from this fight? Yeah, I don't – like Jeff was just saying, I don't even think you can shoot takedowns from your back on the cage. I don't think there's really any way possible unless you're shooting, like, across the whole ring. He was kind of fucked. I mean, he didn't – and it was shitty, too, because the first round obviously went clear to Ige, but then the second round, he did start picking it up. Like, I think he outstruck him leading up to the knockout. Yeah. I'm like, all right, here he comes. And then he just caught one of those – off the wall knockouts to like a Johnny Walker style. It was yeah, yeah. yeah. that was and not... unfortunately this isn't his first. No, and it's I mean it's part of the game though. That's kind of what comes yeah. with the shit. He has five losses for only one of them to be that. I mean the Taporia one maybe two, so maybe two of them to be that caliber knockout really isn't that bad. So yeah, it's kind of just what comes with being in the UFC. It's just how it goes. It's gonna yeah, happen just... to everyone sooner or later. True. It just sucked because we talked to him and he was such a nice guy. So it just was tough to watch someone that you're pulling for like that. But um, yeah, let's take a quick break and then we're going to break down the main event. Okay, we're back. Let's break down the main event of the fight night. Sean Strickland versus Nasruddin Imavov. Man, I'm so fucking happy that Sean Strickland won this. Uh, not a lot of guys are more deserving than, the, than Sean Strickland, especially uh, just stepping in and saving a card really on short notice like he did. 
Um, I love when he's on cards just for his, you know, un unparalleled uh press conferences and stuff of that. And he's just he's just like a your classic fighter. He's what you expect a fighter to be like, you know. Um, I think he said I fought like a bitch last time. I wanted to get some brain damage this fight. So that was just an all-timer quote. Um, as for the performance, I am really disappointed in Azrin Imavov. Uh he just got really just outworked and outmanned in this one. Um, yeah, I was really the the lack of diversity in his strikes was really off-putting. I thought he was gonna come to the table with more. Um like you guys said, there's levels to this game, and Nasruddin just showed why Sean Strickland is, you know, hovering around the the five this five to seven ranking, and Nasruddin was ranked twelve. Um, there's just levels to this shit, and Nasruddin was not on Sean Strickland's level that night. Um, so yeah, not an impressive showing for him. Mike, we'll start with you. What did you take away from this performance from both guys? <sighs> Holy fuck, dude. I mean, the fact that Strickland didn't sit on the stool once and Nazardine yeah. was sitting on the stool like a fucking kid in timeout between rounds. Like, he just looked defeated. At one point, he had his hands up against the cage and was like, I, I like, I thought he was going to throw in the towel. He looked fucking exhausted. And then they cut to Sean. He's just standing. He didn't even sit, like you said. Yeah, fucking. I mean, Cyril was trying to talk some sense in the EM Evolve, and he just. He had the fucking thousand yard stare, dude. He had yeah. the stare like he fucking just had a mortar go off next to his ear. Yeah. He just had that stare like he was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then, I mean, Strickland's a bitch to fight for people like that, too, because he's so fucking hard to take down, but he's so hard to close the distance and on. Like, you can't get close to him. He's such yeah, a bitch for guys like him evolved to fucking fight. He fights at like a, it's like a Sean Strickland range. It's like, basically six inches away so it's too close for you to shoot on but he doesn't let you get close enough for you to dirty box or do your thing no yeah it's just this like unique sean strickland range it's so strange it's that perfect jab range yes yeah he's like the only ufc fighter with that stance so like yeah. he literally just has a boxing stance he does he actually does but it is like it's just his two hands are like mid like just high i don't know it's Dude, awesome. his footwork like isn't even all that great, but he just makes it such a bitch to fight though because you can't, but you still can't take him down. There's nothing you can no. do. Yeah, he's so fucking big. I, dude, I love seeing him at fucking fighting at two hundred five. Dude, he was huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, my girlfriend's dad was watching, and his reaction was like, "This guy's not moving his fucking. He's completely flat footed." Like, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how to explain this to you. It's Sean Strickland. If you knew, like, I don't know. There's so much history." I can't get into right now, you know, but that's just what he does. Like he's just flat footed. He has the strangest footwork, but he makes it work. Um, in terms of even Bob, yeah, he completely fucking showed that there's levels to this. Jeff, what did you take away from it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I want a light heavyweight Sean Strickland because I don't think he would really have the size that he really did in this fight, fighting yeah. light heavyweights. But God, I. I loved how he like how just big he looked and overpowering. Even, uh, I can't say that fucking Emo name. Just saved a life. He fucking off. But yeah, he above. Dude, he was overpowering the shit out of him and just making him look like a little, little kid. Yeah, 
he was, yeah. he honestly like with all the jabs he looked like he was doing that one thing in fucking cartoons where you just fucking hold your hand out and the motherfucker's just running in place mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> literally like that. that's what he that's what he like essentially did all fight to fucking email off yeah it yeah i was i was really Dude, and then, then the post fight presser i mean come the fuck on he called himself a bitch first fight against Cannonier. <laughs> Then he, yeah. he doubled down, called Nazardine a fucking coward Frenchman again for throwing yeah. a takedown. And for throwing one takedown, he called him a coward Frenchman. Dude, <laughs> that is the like one time I watch it, all of them sit at the desk and talk on the post fight fucking yeah. things. Is like that Dana and whenever Sean Strickland fights in Dana White contender series, that's the yeah. only time I watch that shit. Dude, did you see what he said? He, he was like talking about, I guess, I don't know if Mick Maynard made this fight, but he was talking about yeah. Mick Maynard. He was like, that Rico Suave motherfucker, he's probably yeah. out there wrestling crocodiles and having threesomes or whatever. I'm yeah, like, having... What does this have to do with the fight <laughs> at all? So good. Dude, he's yeah. so off the fucking, off the wall. He's like, I need to go get some fucking brain damage. So that's what I did. I got some brain damage. It felt good. Sometimes it feels got good. a paycheck. Yeah. I'm just doing it for the money. Yeah. Like <laughs> he I'm said, I'll fight fuck. He kept saying, I'll fight fucking Francis Nagano. If they yeah, I don't think he knew. He was, I don't think he had known that he uh, he got his release from his contract. <laughs> no, I think he did. And that's why he kept saying it. Yeah, I thought it. so too. That could have been it. Even um, better. Yeah, even better for sure. Um, I saw that or, MMA guru said that he would like to see Nasserdine fight Kelvin Gastelum now as the next fight. I think that makes more more sense. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. How did you feel about that idea? Yeah, I mean, I won't really mind it. I mean, like we said before, what's it? It's not really doing much for the division. No. It doesn't turn my neck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope it doesn't fucking headline a fight night. I, I'll tell you that. No, that was... Yeah, because I'd rather um, fucking pay money not to see a Memo fight five rounds. For real, I I think uh, with that performance, you're back to co-main event or fucking third fight on a card. I don't know. That was that was pretty shit. Um, and I don't know, dude. Like, you do you really even? And this is saying a lot. Do you really even deserve Gaslam after that? I know. Like, I don't know. It, I don't know. I mean, you need to hit the drawing board again. That's all I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I don't know what the answer is because, like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I don't know. Gaslam's not good, but I mean, not not great. Like in terms of, he's not going to be winning the title anytime soon. But I don't know. It's you got to hit the drawing board, like Mike said. That was a really shitty performance for Imovov. For Strickland, he takes a fucking nap for a while. He probably go. He'll. I guess he'll be able to take a snowboarding trip now. I know he got that canceled for this fight. Yeah, so, we'll probably still see him at a fucking Apex event. Yeah, soon. I was just going to say, we'll He'll see. He'll probably him. be on Spivak versus Lewis. Yeah, yeah I was just about so. to say that. Fighting Spivak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek Lewis is going to fucking tear an ACL or something. and He'll, he'll get sick again. Heavyweight. Yeah, he'll get sick again. Then, Derek, then um, what's-his-face will go up to heavyweight. Um, But, yeah, so what would you guys give uh, a rating for that card? We'll start with you, Mike. Like a letter grade. Mm-hmm. I got like the B minus range, B minus the city. It was pretty decent, I thought, to open the year up. It wasn't the worst, wasn't the best. Yeah. Jeff? Give me a C. It was eh, not not too great, not too bad, like Mike said. Yeah. I well, mean Sean Strickland's performance really really was only like the shining light for me. Yeah. I'm also gonna go B minus. Um 
you know, not a lot of like firepower on this card in terms of like name recognition. Oh, they fucking tried, dude. They got Shavkat and Jalton Almeida canceled. Yeah, there's yeah. there was even more than that. There was yeah. a whole lot that there fucking was, canceled on here. There was I mean the <laughs> Gastelum, everyone. Yeah, this shit was cursed. Game. Yeah, this was this was uh was Neil Magny supposed to be on this card? Yeah, that was Shavkat. Oh yeah, yeah Shavkat Neil Magny. That one, that one I was really excited for that one. Um yeah, so yeah. Uh you know, for what for what it was, they they pulled it together. Um, and you know, I'm happy to see that Sean Sean Strickland saved the card though by far. So, um, all right, that's gonna do it for us here at Uppercut, Mikey. We do have an interview with Selecki on Thursday, correct? Yeah, Thursday. So probably Friday probably or Saturday. Friday. Yeah, probably we'll be out Friday, and then we'll be doing our before that. We're gonna record um our preview for UFC 284. Four, three, three, two, three. Um, we're gonna have to do that a little bit earlier. Uh, maybe either tomorrow or the day after because I will be taking a trip. So I, I want to record that before I go. Um, so be on the lookout for that around midweek. We'll be doing the preview, and then you'll also be getting a Joe Selecki interview if all everything goes as planned. So be on the lookout for that. You're gonna be having a bunch of episodes this week from Uppercut. So stay tuned. We will be talking to you guys soon, and. Peace.